When passion, perseverance, and performance join forces, success is born. When your lifestyle is cultivated around physical and mental well-being, winning is inevitable. If you're somebody who likes to set goals and crush them too, you've come to the right place. This is putting yourself first. This is motivation. This is the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. This is Julie, your host, here to bring you weekly wellness tips to help you live happier, healthier, and make real progress towards your goals. On today's episode, I'm coming at you with a quick one titled, Five Accessory Exercises That I Love. The inspiration for this episode came to me this morning at the gym. (laughs) Some days I you know, have an hour long workout and either something that I do on my own where I pack a bunch of exercises in um, or go to the CrossFit gym and take class. But there are other days where I have quicker workouts. Maybe I only leave like 30 minutes in the gym. And on those days, sometimes I'll either focus on like a very specific compound lift like deadlifts or heavy squats. But on other days, I kind of cycle through some different accessory exercises or non-traditional, like non-typical gym exercises that I feel like help to supplement my fitness journey. Um, And I really love having those workouts where I focus on some of this other stuff. And I also love working these exercises into my, my normal workouts. These exercises that I'm going to go through are also exercises that I find myself oftentimes programming for patients because I just love what these exercises have to offer. So just going to dive into five of them that have been on my mind lately that I really enjoy and that hopefully you can incorporate into your own training. Most of these exercises are also on my YouTube channel, so I can put links in the description for this episode if you're curious about actually seeing these exercises in some way, shape, or form. I've done a video on it. You're also more than welcome to just Google or look up on YouTube Um, the names of these exercises, and they are all very common, so I'm sure that you'll find somebody who explains it really well. So number one exercise in no particular order here is the Turkish get-up. If you're listening to this and you know me, or especially if you are a patient of mine, you know that I love the Turkish get-up. I think that it has so much to offer. It's such a diverse movement and creates um, forces in different planes that we might not typically load our body in. So in essence, the Turkish getup is lying on your back with a weight in one hand. You're starting on your back with the weight pressed in front of you, so kind of at like a 90 degree angle, like in a bench press position. And then your job is to get from flat on your back all the way to standing up. And there's a way that you make your way through this movement. But It really challenges shoulder stability, that overhead ability to maintain the position of the weight, and it gets your shoulder in these different positions to just help build resilience with your shoulder overhead or out to the side in different directions that I feel can carry over very nicely into heavier lifts. And the other reason why I love the Turkish getup is because there's a little bit of like a cognitive component to it as well. There's actually a pretty big cognitive component where you have to really be zoned in when you're doing this exercise because there's 
a pretty intricate step-by-step process to going through it. So I find that it almost has like a mindfulness component in a way where you're not really going to be mindlessly performing this exercise well. You have to really be looking at the weight overhead, paying attention to where it is in space, and really feeling these different positions of your body as you go up and down from the floor. The other thing about this exercise that I love is the ability to modify the way that you're holding the weight. So I personally like to do this with a kettlebell. And if I'm looking for a little bit more of an upper body challenge, I will hold the kettlebell upside down. So the actual bell part of the weight is facing the ceiling and I'm holding the handle. Um, And again, that just creates a little bit more of a difficult stimulus on the shoulder. So love the Turkish Get Up. If you are not already doing these or haven't tried them, I would highly recommend it. Exercise number two here is the split squat. Rear foot elevated split squat, Bulgarian split squat. I think those terms are interchangeable nowadays. Single leg exercises are oftentimes neglected and split squats have so much to offer. And I was hesitant to choose this as an accessory exercise. I'm saying that in air quotes because split squats can honestly be the main event. (laughs) Like you can load these bad boys up and make them one of the main compound lifts of your training program or of your training day, I should say. But many times when we go to the gym and we're just kind of going through routine stuff, maybe doing machines, squats, deadlifts, so on and so forth, single leg exercises are neglected and in my opinion are very valuable um, just because of the way that we can isolate muscles on a particular side especially if you're somebody who feels like you shift a little bit to one side during squats or that you have a dominant side maybe you've had lower extremity injury before single leg squats are a really great way to make sure that both sides are working well and being challenged adequately And the final reason why I love this exercise is because you can kind of bias it towards focusing on different muscle groups depending on your position. So for example, if we want to load more of the quads in the split squat and emphasize that, as you're coming down into the movement, so lowering yourself towards the ground, you can focus more on pushing your knee over your toe, loading the front part of your foot, in order to get that good quad engagement. You can also put a band around your knee to resist the terminal extension on the way up. And on the contrary, if you're looking to get more of a glute pump with this exercise, you can keep your weight back more towards your heel, focus on sinking really deep, and driving through the back part of your foot to get that posterior chain. Now, no matter what your position is, you're going to be working anterior and posterior muscles in the split squat, I don't think you can truly isolate one or the other. As with most movements, our muscles don't really work in isolation. However, it is pretty cool to kind of play around with different um, different positions and feel the quads and the glutes working differently. I also love split squats because tempo really comes into play here. Like if you really want to challenge yourself on this exercise, simply adding a four or five second lowering phase and then a one second more explosive upward phase, man, that 25 or 30 pounds you're holding all of a sudden gets really heavy. (laughs) So great exercise, um, super awesome for working in a different movement than you're maybe working. Definitely throw some split squats into your leg day. Exercise number three is bear crawls. 
I love this exercise. I love programming bear crawls for myself and also for my patients because it's one of those exercises that doesn't really look that challenging. Like there's no weight involved. You're just getting on your hands and feet, popping your knees up off the floor a little bit and crawling. But as soon as you've hit like 10 or 15 yards of bear crawls, you're like, you're breathing heavy, you're sweating, you're burning. Um, I think you get a lot of bang for your buck with this one. So bear crawls, in my opinion, train the core really well because being in that position where you're starting on your hands and knees, you pop your knees up and keeping your weight relatively even between your hands and your feet or maybe even shifting your weight forward more so onto your hands can be a really good stimulus for having to engage your core muscles. And then as you crawl forward with your arms and legs, especially if you're going like opposite arm, opposite leg together, you'll really feel some nice core activation going on to kind of maintain stability and keep you from your hips teetering side to side. I also love bear crawls because you can do different directions. So I'll always start with just like forward bear crawls you can add in backwards bear crawls. And similarly to what I mentioned with the Turkish getup, there's a bit of a cognitive load in this exercise where we don't really spend time in our day-to-day on our hands and feet walking like a bear. So you have to think about it and you have to be mindful of how your arms and your legs are moving and kind of coordinating that movement. So again, just a cool way to kind of zone into your training and challenge your body in ways that it's not used to. And that being said, it's also such a cool way of exploring movement. There's a lot of people in the health and fitness space and also in the meditation space who speak about the value of spending time on the floor. I know that sounds weird because being on the floor is weird. You might picture like kindergartners sitting in the circle in class on the floor. But honestly, if you haven't spent time on the floor recently, just being on the ground and like literally feeling grounded has a really cool impact on your ability to kind of just like calm down and zone in. And from a musculoskeletal training perspective, spending time on the ground and working in these different positions where gravity is acting on our body in ways that maybe it doesn't normally act on can provide some new stimulus, can challenge your muscles in different positions, which is kind of a theme with many of these exercises that I picked but bear crawls are so such a cool way of exploring movement. It might feel weird or seem silly the first time that you do it, but if you're doing the same exercise over and over again, you make it kind of bored. So throw some bear crawls in to spice things up. You can go forwards, backwards, side to side. You can kind of work in diagonal planes. You can go fast versus going slow. You can, again, play around with the way that you're shifting your weight. So if your butt is up higher in the air, and you're pushing your weight forward on your hands, you're gonna get a nice burn in your shoulders, supporting that body weight almost in that like handstand-like position, pike position. Whereas if you're keeping your back really flat and keeping your knees at that 90 degree angle, that's gonna be a little bit more of a core burn, uh, maybe even working your hips as well. So another one where you can kind of make the rules for yourself, play around with some different positions and see what you think. Exercise number four is side plank variations. Another one that I'm using often in the clinic 
because it works the lateral muscles in our body really well. Those hip abductor muscles that everybody talks about and we're still kind of figuring out the best way to really train those. How much do those need to be trained? Are we looking to get them bigger and stronger? And oftentimes when people train the lateral hip muscles, we do, um, you know, the machine in the gym, the hip abductor machine where you're kind of like opening your legs against resistance. I don't think that's a bad machine by any means. I think it can definitely be effective if growing your glutes for physique is a goal. And again, just building overall strength in the tissue. However, I think training the hip abductor muscles in a closed chain fashion is going to carry over best into our functional exercises and especially for our runners who are spending a lot of time in that single leg stance position. So for me, my favorite side plank variation is called the Spider-Man Bridge. I learned it from some PTs that I used to work with back in the day. I do have a video of this on YouTube, but it's also called like a modified side plank with a clamshell. So essentially propping on your side, elbow is under your shoulder, you're laying on your side, and then you're coming up into the side plank, but your knees are staying in contact with the ground. So we're not going up into the side plank from the feet, although great exercise, keeping the knees on the ground. And then you can add in some movement with your top leg, doing some clamshells. You can do like some upper body reaches and rotations while your hips are off the ground. This is a hard one to explain <laughs> like through audio. So definitely look up some videos of this. But like I said before, I love side plank variations for just building up tissue resilience, especially in those lateral muscles that tend to not get a lot of attention with our general sagittal plane training. When I do these exercises, I focus on doing them isometrically. So maybe getting up into that position where my hips are up, my knees are down, getting a nice contraction in the lateral hip muscles that are facing the floor and holding for like 45 seconds to a minute like I mentioned maybe doing some movement with your top leg or your upper body but training the hip abductors isometrically is shown to be one of the better ways to not only treat chronic hip pain and tendinopathy but also build resilience against developing hip pain so if you know that you have a history of hip weakness or hip issues Highly recommend throwing in some side plank variations. This is a fun one to do as a warm-up or um, early on in your exercise routine in order to kind of wake those muscles up and get them on board. But it's also a good one to throw in as a superset if you're just looking to add some volume to your workout. So check out some side plank variations. Check out my Spider-Man Bridge video on YouTube. Last but not least, exercise number five here is med ball slams or med ball throws. Guys, if you haven't ever thrown a med ball as hard as you can, you got to do it. It is so fun. It's super cool to incorporate exercises into our training that feel like sport, that feel like being a kid again, that are aggressive and explosive and a little bit different from just like our standard dumbbell exercises. So many gyms have like a slam ball, it's called, like the big... Um, medicine ball and CrossFit gyms they have these they're typically like gray and black or red and black and these these pieces of equipment are so cool because you can like literally throw them really freaking hard 
and you're not going to damage them. At least for a long time, you won't damage them. Med ball slams and throws are super fun because of training explosive power. Another thing that I'm learning from a lot of the physical therapists that I look up to when we're thinking about training for longevity and creating exercise programs for people who just want to maintain their physical fitness for as long as possible, we need to make sure that we are incorporating power training, explosive training, working those type 2 muscle fibers in our arms, in our legs to react quickly. In the older adult population, power is what's needed to prevent falls. When you slip on a rug or you trip over something, that quick reaction of putting your foot down in front of you is what's going to keep you from falling. So incorporating exercises where you're moving quickly, jumping or landing or throwing, can help to stimulate that part of our nervous system. Some of my favorite med ball slams are throwing it straight down on the ground. So grabbing a heavy medicine ball, maybe like 15, 20 pounds, standing, lifting it overhead, and then as you squat down, you're throwing that med ball on the floor. Like, I'm talking, you're going to make noise in the gym and people are going to look at you and be like, who hurt her? (laughs) That's how aggressive I want you to be. You're going to get a really nice core burn and core activation if you really get a nice explosive crunch as you throw that ball. You're going to work up a sweat. I also love doing rotational med ball throws. So if you are in a facility that has a wall that you can throw things against, Beware, not all gyms have walls that you can throw things against, so don't be that guy to put a huge hole in the wall. Um, But if there's a cinder block wall or a matted wall, you can stand sideways so the wall is like next to you, holding the ball in your hands, get a nice little wind up, and release the ball, throw it into the wall as if you're like swinging a baseball bat, swinging a lacrosse stick, throwing a baseball, whatever rotational movement resonates with you, getting that hip rotation, core rotation, and ultimate release is really cool to train that that force transmission from your lower body to your upper body. And like I said before, it's just fun. It's something different. It's working our body in a plane of motion that many of our traditional exercises don't incorporate. I love putting these exercises in as a superset with other high-intensity exercises if I'm having like a power-focused day. Um, If I'm having a workout where I really want to keep my heart rate up and get a good sweat in, these are super fun to do. If I'm working with any rotational athlete, like I mentioned, baseball, lacrosse, field hockey, I will definitely have these in some way, shape, or form. So many different variations you can do. You can definitely find all kinds of videos on med ball slams. I do have one myself of a vertical uh, slam on the floor. Again, I'll put it in the show notes. But Have some fun. Find a med ball and find a place where you can throw this shit around because it feels awesome. You feel strong. You feel like an athlete and work up a good sweat. So in conclusion here, five accessory exercises that I love and I think you will too. Turkish get-ups, Bulgarian split squats, bear crawls, side plank variations, and med ball slams and throws. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're excited to incorporate some of these movements into your training. Give them a try. Like I mentioned, if you want to see my explanation and my performance of these exercises, I've got videos of most of them on YouTube. You can find me on YouTube if you search my name, Julie Burrell. 
and I will also put them in the notes of this episode so you can find them there. Please let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know what you think of these exercises if you're going to put them in. I would love to hear which one is your favorite. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Goal Set Mindset Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this conversation about my favorite accessory exercises that I'm incorporating into my training and with the patients and clients that I work with. If you're enjoying the show, I would love if you left a rating or review on your favorite platform so that I can help reach more people like you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will be back next week with another episode.